from making this life changing decision by listening to the Kingdom Me Podcast with Pastor Roderick Ejokum. So, the reason why we need to hear you are because everything is So, when we step in what we can and what we do, we need God to be our So that we will be our host and that is what we do in that promises to do nothing but set your life on the right track and give you loads of encouragement so sit back relax and be blessed and oh do grab a notebook while you're at it it's glory sounds like god's glory hallelujah you have to think a lot about how your life impacts god's glory you have to do that you have to even think to the extent of even your own death how does your death impact God's glory. Yeah, are you with me? Yeah. Think to that extent. How does my living impact him? How does my dying impact God's glory? Because everything is about him. Anyway, everything is about him. So, I want us to open a profound scripture where Jesus was talking to Peter. Are you in the house? Matthew 16, 18. Right, and I, I, I think, just a bit of recap, I did mention that everybody can hear God. Everybody can do what hear God. The difference between one who hears God and one who doesn't is that one's heart is sensitive. The other part is just not sensitive. Because the listening device for hearing God is your heart, not your ears. When we say listen, message, bow down your ears, it's symbolic or this symbolic or what's going to um, But what it means actually is your heart. Because God speaks to the heart of man. I don't know sense. Uh-huh. It's your heart that God speaks to. That's why Jesus said that everything about life and this issue comes from the heart. Because that's where the man lives. It's from there. I want to get that sense. Uh-huh. So your heart is key to everything. Your heart is key. And everybody can hear God because everybody can train their heart to be sensitive to God. All of us, our hearts can be trained. We start first of all by accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. The minute you accept Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, something changes within you. And then, now you have a new master. It's a very good master. The Holy Spirit. He now comes to live inside of you. And I hope all of us have given our life to Jesus in this place. Amen? Have we done that? Yeah. yeah. So if you have done that, that means that you, you, you are supposed to hear God. Amen? One of the points in the social this month that I want to really uh, keenly um, 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 put on your mind is that, look, God delights to speak to you more than you delight to hear him. Are you with me? It's, it's God's great delight to speak to you. Why? Because you are God's child. And I use an example that in a typical home, the son and the servant in the house, and the father wants to talk to the son, Will the father go to a servant to speak to the servant in order to get through to the son? Or the father will speak to the son? Oh, he will speak to the son. Why? Because it's his son. It looks so, it's crazy. It's his son. It's like, if I keep on asking, it's almost as if I'm trying to judge people to be foolish. Now, how can I even ask that question? Because it's his son. How come you, you don't get it that you are God's son, that God wants to speak to you? Rather than speak to a prophet to speak to you. Hey. 
you know that prophet, all those things are give their, gives, gives, given to, in a sense, operated by seven. Yeah. They're operated by seven. When it comes to my relationship, you and God, you are God's child. Now, when I come in, I'm a seven in the matter. Are you with me? Because I'm here to sell God's agenda towards you. So I am a servant. So when it comes to calculation, God rather wants to speak to you first about you and about your agenda than speak to me about it. Is it, is it simple? Yeah. So it means that every child of God must know God's agenda for their lives. It's very basic. Every child you must know. God doesn't want to hide that in the hands of the prophet. The prophet is for us to organize a three days to see or prophetic encounter or what? Revival. For the man of God to be worried to come and then and then we clean the place and badness and all. before God wants to just speak to his son. Does it make sense? Before God to speak to you, you have to go and organize a convention, that will you. I think how ridiculous it is. It's very ridiculous. But that's what we do every day. A convention before God speaks to you. So this is what is happening. Men of God are always under pressure. They are just sleeping somewhere, go get a tampon. Get up and go and sleep. Because it's not listening. Get up and go. And we think, oh, we say that, oh, oh, you're getting a new job. You go and ask God, go and tell you, no, no. You know, or you just apply, you're not needed. You only need it because people they are not listening. That's why we are needed. I think what the Bible says that you have got the Holy Spirit that teaches you. As we, as we, what is it? Is it that you don't you have received that was the Holy Spirit? It said teaches you all things. And what that is it? How do you complete? You need it no man. Oh, is that all? <laughs> That if your heart is sensitive, you don't need any man. Fredrosko said something. I will not forget that video. He said, God showed you, I mean, you know, he was perfectly ministering. He said, look, according to God's, according to God's plan, before a man of God comes to stand there to speak, we shall hear him. The man of God is just going to confirm what God has been speaking to. That's what basically. So imagine you have heard. You are not sure the man of God to confirm what happened to you. You get excited. You get encouraged. Hey, this is, 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 and then you realize you're moving. But if the first time you are hearing from is the man of God, that is why most of us are not walking in the will of God. Because you are not hearing from Him. Faith comes by hearing. I'm telling some of you, uh, the issue with, with uh, how do you call it, the uh, last year, uh, you just, just let the Holy Ghost talk to you about it. Yeah. You have heard from this year, uh, don't fornicate with the You have heard. But go and have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost lay before you and speak to you. He will speak to you in a way you hear. And it will change you. It will become to you what you call your vision for life. And all you hear, good. Men of God says, 
uh, let's say you hear some men go say this commission, this vision, if I those big, big words, those big words are not coming from um, Tandros, they woke up, they woke up in Tandros light and then they fly this here, here and all over and angels are meaning and then <laughs> and then they wrote, they wrote it on, on, on the sky. They say this is a commission. No, those things are coming from the sensitivity of your heart to the voice of the Holy Spirit in private. To the degree that they believe it, and then they started walking in it, and then God started following their faith. How many times? How many times to you? Aha! Uh-huh. Amen. Because listen, life is full of gates. There are gates everywhere. As a matter of fact, step out of this one, there's a gate there. The next one you go, there's a gate. Gates are everywhere. But every gate has a key. As long as there's a gate, there's a key. Or if there's no key, there's a gate uh, opener. What do you call those man the gate? The watchman or the descent. Yeah, yeah. There are people who open gates. That's why there are houses based on the level of the money. You pay somebody to open your gate. <laughs> Some houses, they have, they have a, they built in a house to open gates. <laughs> they built houses for them. And they are there. And they open gates for them. That's the job they do. <laughs> but we, whatever it is, there's an access to each gate. Yeah. There's an access to each gate. There's an access to each gate. Now, one of the things that I think I'm learning, this one, I can't really tell you, but I'm learning that listen, men are the gates to God's great works. It's men. Men are the gates to God's great works. Men. They are both the gates and they are both the keys. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's look at that scripture. And Simon Peter answered and said, okay, let's go to two verses before this. A verse before this. Let's start from Jesus. When Jesus came to the region of Syria, Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Right. Go on. He says this, they replied, some, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others was Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Now remember, when he says, who do men say that I am? They are mentioning names of profound people who had access. All the men they were talking about were men who had access to greetings. And who did greetings? The people that possess anointing for great works. I don't make sense. Okay, so let's go on. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Okay, so I'm trying to find out how do you see me? Um, how do you understand my work and all that? So you are what? Elijah, you are John the Baptist, and Jeremiah, right? Three prophets. And then Jesus comes and says, okay, but what do you, you, what have you seen? What do you, what does your sight say? Huh? He said, what? Um, go on. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm. Okay, go on. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by who? Father in heaven. Oh, I, I, do you have a scripture? By whom? 
So in a sense, Peter Peter's had caught the revelation. Right? Aha. Okay. Go on. Um, and I tell you that you are Peter. Then Jesus tell me you are what? Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And then he goes on to say what? Okay. The gate of earth are not The gate of earth are not what? I finished the sermon. <laughs> Did you get it? Oh, you didn't get it? No. You got it? No. Oh, you got it? No. So you can get out of breath. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is that I said that, I said that men are gates and are gatekeepers. Uh-huh. So Jesus turned the look, who do you say I am? And then they go and they mention some gatekeepers, you know. Or access gates, and they mention it. Jesus said, Okay, but what do you catch about me? And then Peter said, You are the ultimate God. In a sense, you are the ultimate. Because, and then Jesus said, Jesus told him that, Look, you couldn't have gotten this. My father helped you. My father gave you the kind of revelation. Now, let me put it before I go any further. You see, you need God to give you the kind of revelation to see the access that is in everybody must be. Hmm. A lot of people are access to the next levels of your life or the next move of God, the next thing God is doing. I know that some money you are yet to see, you only see it through the next person. It's possible. But if God doesn't give you a revelation of that, you'll never be able to treat people the way they're supposed to treat people. Because often when we're talking about gate and all that, you know, we have this imaginary sort of, you know, and we go to a spiritual, and then we are thinking about angelic move and all that. Everything God is going to do is going to be a human being. Hallelujah. Everything God is going to do is going to do all. He's going to use a human being. It's a human being. That's the access door to the next level. It's a human being. And possibly that person is close by you. Yeah, I said, no, you don't get it. No. Or you don't believe. Amen. Or you don't want to believe. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if the people around you are not vital to your best level, why are they around you? Then, then, then the, big, the biggest revelation I'll give you is that stop working with them and go and look for the ones who then access your next level. Because then you're wasting your time with them. Or... Yeah. Because they're the one I spend more time with. But they're not access, they are not a door, they are not gatekeepers. Mm. <laughs> they are wasting your time. Ah. <laughs> Some of these mysteries are that unfolding when you ask critical questions like Jesus. Who do you think I am? That's what you need to sometimes ask your people, ask questions that will show you how they see you. To check whether the Lord has given them a revelation about you or not. So what are you talking about? Hallelujah. Because if men walk by you with that revelation, they will never see who you are. And they will never treat you the way God has called them to treat you. It means that some of them who are supposed to invest in your life won't never invest in your life because they don't see you that way. They've not got a revelation about you. They treat you normal, ordinary. 
Because I'm telling you, every external person you know is an ordinary person treated externally. That's all. Yeah. Every external person we see, they are just ordinary people, but certain people see them differently yeah. and treat them differently. Yeah. So they become extraordinary to us. But they poop like anybody else. <laughs> I have to go there. Just so that we go straight. That's it. I'm telling you. Whether Oprah or what? Oprah or what's uh, this guy's wife? Beyonce. 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 She sits on the loo and shits like everybody. Sometimes we own shit is in small to her. Are you in the house? Yeah. Yeah. That's the you have. Those that see a different, see a give differently, treat her differently. Can you imagine what it will look like if all of us get the right revelation of who we are? Can you imagine what that looks like if all of us have the right revelation of the one that is next to you? Let the Father show you what you are doing in your life. Sometimes one of the greatest, greatest burdens of men of God is that you see things that even the same people they don't see about themselves. So it's like you're dragging a goat to go and bath him. Yeah. Have you seen that before? Yeah. Dragging them. Yeah. Every time they cry. Goats. Oh, I'm not going to tell me the house. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Every turn they'll cry, they'll shout, they'll scream. Because they haven't got a revelation. Only you have got a revelation of them. I said, like, Jesus, one time I said, uh, what, what do you think I am? Have you caught it? No, the question Jesus asked is so serious that even at the latter part of Jesus' ministry, feeling sexual as a father. You know what Jesus answered? Oh, feeling. <laughs> feeling. All this while. All the miracles, everything still didn't get it. Don't assume that everybody sees you the way God wants them to see you. Don't assume. I know a lot of people don't see me the way God sees me. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I just pray with time. You see people catch a revelation and then they ask you to what you can do. Because people will treat you based on the way they see you. People will treat you based on the way they see you. I want to make sense, somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm giving an assignment. All those people that are close to you, bring yourself to the place of asking them, how do you see me? We have a hard question, but ask. Two things will come out. You may have to change them. That's the first one. And you have to change them without an apology. Especially if you realize that they, in helping them come to the realization of who you are, they are not seeing you. Because why? I said they will treat you based on how they see you. They see you as somebody who's going nowhere. They see you as someone who's not building a house. Let me show you something. If your friends see someone who never build a house, do you think they get the land opportunity to come and tell you? Because they never see you build a house. Yeah, who I would see that land there for home? Yeah, for home Am I saying something? 
I tell you, I know how people see CY in the ministry. There are a lot of people they don't see the ministry well. And I understand. They see as a old and a branching name at the same time. Mama, wow. I used to call them a branch of wow or something. Some of them, the way they even is, I don't call it consuming, I mean, the way they even see it. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Oh, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. I see. I, I, I know the way they see it. But the goal is not to fight them. It's interesting to fight them. You get it? One, I said, you may have to change them. Um, two, if if you see that they are vital people to your cause, then you have to make them understand your calling. Make them appreciate it. Let the Lord bring them to a place of revelation of who you are. Because remember, they will treat you based on how they see you. They will treat you based on how they see you. Look, if people don't get a good glimpse of you, don't let them walk too close to you. They will betray you. They will betray you. Am I making sense, somebody? Yeah. Okay. Gates. Let's go to the next one. It says what? And I tell you that you are picked up. Okay. On this rock, I will build my. Now, when he caught a revelation, get this. When he caught a revelation of who God is, it became the asset for his own uplifting. You get it? Like I'm saying, people are assets, they are gates, and they are doing that, they are assets. When I say they are gay, they are, they are access to things. That's what I mean by saying people are access. Now, Jesus obviously is the access to the next level of Peter's life, the meaning to his life and all that. And they've been working with Jesus, they've seen, it all, they've seen miracles and all that. And I'm sure they're getting it and all that. But even still, even still, I believe at this moment, at the point of Jesus' great question, that made uh, Peter think deeper. This guy cried. You know, we know prophet is coming and all that. But what he said here was so critical. He said, What well, you are, can you go back to the verse before? Say you are the Christ, the Messiah. He said, Jesus, okay, so he said, Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. There's no revelation greater than this. Peter has just seen God. That's what he did by his revelation. I'm not making that sense. Now, because he caught the revelation of who he's dealing with, then now access is granted unto him for God to declare unto him what his next level is. What am I saying? Look, there are certain people there, when you catch a revelation of what their purpose is around you, it will show you where you are going the next level. Hey. Hey. I mean, let me even use the example. There are certain people when they share with you their vision and you are their best friend, you can't help but to see yourself better, better than the way you've been seeing yourself all this while. What are you talking about? I thought we didn't get it. You are there, your friend, your best friend, you have grown up with your best friend, all of a sudden, and says he's the one that developed Twitter. All of a sudden, you see yourself in possibilities you haven't seen before. (laughs) 
You see yourself things that are possible for you. Why? Because you have caught him to the revelation of the one who is next to you. And here's the thing. Ah, Jesus was God in the human flesh. And they have walked with him back and forth here and there. And then all of a sudden, Peter says, Hey, you are the son of the living God. Hush. Then Jesus said, Now I can build the church on you. But here's the thing. He wasn't building a church on him. He was building the church on the revelation he has called. Ah, uh, the gates. I believe there's a level that CY is going to get to. It's only going to get to based on the people we are going to bring in the meeting. Yeah. As of all, the ministry is a particular level based on certain people. We've never had, I think it's always going to come from a human being, but we've never had people who are so much from outside who have come to change our destiny. Mm. I'm talking about. What, what are you talking about? What I hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. yeah. When we catch the revelation on David, huh? the African has a problem with seeing the thing God the way we're supposed to see and the ways of God. Most of us, when we go to church or talk about God open doors, the world, all of us, our mind is somewhere will be. All of us, Obi, Obi, divine helper. <laughs> Your divine helper will come with you. I take away the fact that there's a place for a divine helper. I don't, I don't. But how many of us, and how many times in your uplifting that you have to always have a stranger coming? So what is the use of the people around you? <laughs> so they are useless until you need it. I mean, they, they are of no use. Only when the glory comes to talk, then they are there. <laughs> they only there for parties. <laughs> ah. Amen. Tell everyone next to you. Tell everyone next to you. Think about God is about to build something, but it's going to be built on the revelation you catch of me. Hey, well, did you get that? Let's say our sister needs, let's say for instance, please, I hope you don't, please, 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 thank you. Please. <laughs> so let's say that we have Let's say that we have a revelation about here that she's going to prosper financially. If, for instance, we have that revelation about here, it will never be difficult for us eh, if she needs to have access to 10,000. Because we have a revelation of the next level. So I'm just saying that we going to the next level, it's not very difficult to. It's just we are not seeing the gates around us. We are not seeing the gates people. Other places, because they don't have religion to struggle to, they do it very simply. Mm. <laughs> can you believe in some country, uh, you know, people can, somebody can come and give a course and says, I want to build this. And then you have over a million people giving to it. Mm. <laughs> Please, that's what I have to do. Please, that's what I have to do. Oh, my God. 
If David comes and we have a revelation of who David is, his intelligence, his smartness, and, and in IT, and David comes and David says, Look, I, I, I think the next level, I need about 50,000 to go and to do this. Ooh, no Is that all you need? Is that all? I don't think I'm saying. Yes. I'm telling you. Right. It is really not impossible for God to change our life. When I was telling this is a message by Tito Bismarck. And this is what he was saying. He was, he was talking about the fact that science, we should talk about harvest. He was talking about how science, one of the universities did a study, and in the study, they realized that you see the onions, onions doesn't necessarily, when you cut onions, it doesn't necessarily have to give you that prime effect. But that prime effect actually is coming from the sulfur in the sun. That that's what makes the onion make when you cut it then you are crying. That burning sensation. That any sun without sulfur, when you plant the onion there, it will grow everything excellent. It will just when you cut it, it only make you tear, tear eye, tear up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a revelation, what a revelation. <laughs> now that's not the crash of what I was doing. <laughs> But what he was saying was that he said the job of the man of God for him is like a farmer who's taking the sulfur of the soil. Because he said, look, as for the seed, you will grow. He says, God's seed, he has to prosper. He said, look, there's no God, God of Africans, it's not different from the God of Asians, nor the God of uh, Americans. That the principle of God still, as it works over there, it works here the same. Right. Right. That if that principle can prosper over there, that same principle can prosper here. But the reason why we don't see the, the fast rate of its prospering, prospering is because there's sulfur in the sun. And the sulfur in the sun is the way we look at things, some of these negative ways, the way we don't perceive the, the blessing in the next person. You know, Africans, you have more, more ideologies of the wickedness of one next to us than the good of one next to us. We see more evil than we see good. How do. As long as we keep seeing evil, we're seeing shut doors with no keys. That's what we're seeing. We see more shut doors with no keys than we realize. Meanwhile, somebody, they don't see evil, they trust. <laughs> I remember I read the Chicken Soup for the Soul, the book some years ago. Very inspiring book, based on two stories. And this guy talked about how he said he was going to travel to America. America is a whole country with no money in his pocket. With no money in his pocket. Went to stand by the roadside, HIV. The first person. Going as the best as what I do. So I'm traveling to the United States. I believe that the soul of this country is good. That I will travel with no money in my pocket. You should read the story. So beautiful, the people he met, those that invited him here, he traveled through the entire country with no money and enjoyed himself and had a great, great time. But, mm. 
Okay. <laughs> now let's come back to Africa, to Ghana. Now let me show you something. Let me let me give you more some understanding. I went to Cape Coast one time. I was coming. Then in the church hall, I noticed there are these two women or three German ladies. When we were almost at uh, Kaswa, after Kaswa coming, then they were talking to a mate and said, oh, they're going to dominate born again. So can the mates, when they reach, can you mates help them find the, where they can get down and how they can continue their journey? Around that time, I was saying that at Domi, so born again is just a straight so I'll get down before them. So I said, oh, when I go down, when we're getting us, oh, I'm going to that direction to help them. So we, we got down at Malam Junction, then I picked, I can't really do, do this, Uber has not come, I don't know where to take it, I pick a taxi. But sometimes I think I pick a taxi. So they were in the car, and we're going, I decided to ask them that they were, why from, say, from Germany, they said, oh, one of them said, this is about her second or third time. They are their first time. And so what are you here to do? They are here to explore um, Ghana. And they love Ghana. Do you know anybody here? No. Where have you been? Here, they mentioned here, been here, been there, been everywhere, been. And I said, hey, how do you leave your country, come to a group of people you don't know, and come and explore their country, their country without any fear? He said, look, no. He said, look. They believe that this place is very safe. They believe this place is they believe this place is very safe. <laughs> and that the, the, the Ghanaians are helpful people. Ah. And that and he smiled. Then he said and he smiled. Then he says, but you are helping me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't prove it. I didn't prove their point. Yeah. The same country, but different outlook. Mm. Because of, do you know that research shows that we don't, we don't, we don't do so yeah. no. Because you don't trust water readings. <laughs> because you think the water there will turn you to a tortoise. I'm telling you. Meanwhile, for the white person, their outlook is different. So they will go and swim in any river. You yeah. <laughs> any river you have to put anointing oil. <laughs> anoint the water. Anoint everywhere in the sand and everything before you enter the water. Outlook. Outlook. Revelation. So things that are supposed to be access gates for us are becoming closed gates. They are becoming closed gates to us. Look, you see, here's one, here's one of the things that, um, you see, in uh, Job, Job said, the thing I fear the most. Yeah. Recently, I was talking to one, one friend of mine who was talking about how God is opening a door for him and all that. And he was talking with his, his lady friend, and he said, look, the way God is opening a door for me, you can tell the enemy is coming. So we have, we, we have to be careful, you know, that kind of thing. And I told him, I said, look, I said, look, the minute you pick that fear, you have armed the enemy with a tool. Because God doesn't use fear. God uses faith. 
So the minute you pick fear, you have armed the enemy. And you're thinking that you are being conscious, conscious uh, but you are rather giving two to the enemy. I'm telling you, the reason why there's infestation of demons everywhere is because we don't trust anybody. So they become easy too for demons to use. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> and gradually, the treasures and things in our own land is becoming close to us because of our fear. Treasures and the blessings of this soil, it will become close to a generation. Not because it's not there, but because of your fear, because of your revelation, because of what you see. Jesus said, do you see this? I'm going to build on you. I'm going to build on you what you have never and can never comprehend. I don't think people even comprehend it as a death, what Jesus meant. When he said, I was building upon you. You know what? And I believe that what God is going to do with our life, it goes beyond our, ourselves. Hey, I'm not making some sense. Yeah. You remember I said by saying that everything is about His glory. It goes beyond you. It's going beyond us. And we have to believe God. We have to believe. Look, one of our boys eh, I don't want to say too much and say too much. Sometimes, as men of God, we are excited about this. I don't want to say too much. But I remember his first work. When I saw the work, I said, look, you, this thing is an international thing. So it's not local. What you have done is international. And I thank God that I've seen it before my very eyes unfolded. Because the minute you saw, I didn't see it, hey, I didn't wait here. Mm, we are sure. Hmm. <laughs> that behavior that we carry as we want to be, we have to be cautious about everything of our people. Hey. The word of the Lord. <laughs> People you think of the Catholics to do that. Thanks be to who? Let's catch a revelation. I don't want to say beyond that. I'm, I'm trusting the all I'm preaching, I'm trusting the Holy Ghost. But let me, let me, let me, let me. Let's go to uh, I will he said what I will give you what? The keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will, will be lose what in heaven. The next verse. Then he won't. Let me let me put this this way. Jesus said, You caught it, I'm gonna do this. Then he says, I'm giving you access, I'm giving you keys. Now, here, Jesus restated the dominion mandate of man from Genesis. Because remember, man is still God's access to earth. And the works of God is still man. Even though everything belongs to God, God is place man as the access to his works. That's what Abel entrusts entrust us and encourages us to pray. Because when we pray, we then give access to the one who has given us the access in the, uh, the, the gate or in the first place. The one who has made us gates to this life. I make it sense to you. So Jesus said that, okay, because you have caught this, I'm giving you, I'm restoring, or I'm going to give unto you that mandate, that ability. And he said, look, nothing of hell shall be able to overcome you. Now, what he's also saying is that, look, when you talk about gate of hell, he's talking about schemes. He's talking about ideologies. Those are the more things he was making reference to. Because when he was talking about the church, he was talking about a, a governmental system. That's his reference to it. When he said, you're going to build on a church, I'm going to build you on a, uh, build a church on, on this revelation. The church is, an, is, is a, a governmental system. It wasn't religious. 
And any governmental system are run with ideologies. So God is saying that I'm going to build you so uniquely that even the ideologies of hell cannot dismantle you. Hey. Oh, I'm going to say, you want to try just with your cigar for Jesus. Amen. If there, be, if there be anything that is challenging the church, it's not which kind of thing, you could do. It's not what that's what's challenging the church. <laughs> That's the we see we we see on other college. Uh, J1 J1 movies or not. That's what is challenging the church. That cannot challenge the church. What is challenging the church are ideology. Schemes. And that's what I started saying in the first place. That thing that makes you look at people with the eye of evil. That always always expects evil from them and not good from them. It's an ideology. There are the pastors from here. It's one of the things that has caused Africa to be so poor. See, you wonder just here. He wasn't falling out. It was a fellow African who took a knife and whatever on another African. He wasn't wise. What was it? What was having that their, their, their action? It's the ideologies. There's something about fear that has been put in them that they bought that my brother is going to be the reason for my downfall. So let me kill him first. And today, if Rwanda is moving on, it's because God has put somebody who has a different ideology that is dealing with the gate of hell. He may not be, he may not be in court, somebody who church person, no, no, but he's working by ideologies that overcomes uh, hell. I'm not because I said somebody. Yeah. And this is what God is going to build on the church. It's ideologies, it's principles, it's, it's, it's systems, things that destroy. Look, poverty is, is, is destroying this generation. People are so afraid of being poor that they do anything in the It's the fear of poverty. That is creating what you have. It's not so much the love of money as the fear of not having it. There are two different things. Hey, how many have heard somebody? Yes, yeah. The fear of something can make you move into even more than the love of anything. The fear is the fear. It's the fear. So what if I don't have? What if I don't have? What am I going to What am I going to live? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? The fear of it is causing young people to be so working evil. Hey. I might have some of the house. Yeah. Shake your neighbor next to the neighbor. Neighbor. How far now? How far Uh, if you think I'm lying, look at Jesus. Study Jesus. One of the things you notice Jesus' teaching was based on more principles. So the kingdom of heaven is like this. Then he's using his, you align a, a principle that governs one person against the principle of people in the kingdom. Why? Because he wants us to see a better system which is unique. Amen. Amen. 
Are you with me? Yeah. We have to move away from traditional, in quote, church. If you want to see God do it, especially in our generation. Now, let's, let me show you this. To every generation that God is working, God is working us towards the perfection of his will, even as Jesus returns. And God gives us the advantage of, of knowing the past, stand on it, and go better, and go further. Let me use that word. Go further. Now, for Africa and for Ghana, there's been some teachings and things. That's okay. But God hasn't called us to sing there. Look, if they're going to create, if they're going to affect our world, we have to be ready. I don't know, I'll share some of you. But God give us a revelation of each other. And you have to think, you have to start believing what God is going to show you about the next person. And then we have to be willing and ready to let God change the way we see things. Look, God has all the treasures that can satisfy you to be this one. That you don't need to go anywhere. It has it. The only problem is how you see. It's how you see it. And I'm not saying that the only, you know, every time people say that they don't want us to travel. That's what I'm saying. You better understand this principle, and wherever you go, place you, you prosper. And that you go, have you seen, I think I read, um, is it Dr. Mensah or someone that has mentioned that? He said you, you travel and leave, that means I'm going to leave here and go out there, and they can never access other gateways because they don't trust. All they trust is their fellow Daniel. <laughs> so they are outside, but they are not. They are not outside. Yeah, yeah. They are in Ghana outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. They don't have. They don't have. They can't make Korean friends. They can't make because they don't know how to see them as access. <laughs> Some of us, even when we see why you prepare, you are suspecting why you are saying something, or Chinese, meanwhile, Chinese people now are the asset group. These guys have something we don't have. Yeah. Talking about. What they are building, Americans are even aligning themselves. Recently, I think I was, recently, you know the, the, the machine that the cuckoo, yeah. you know, it came out. And every black man, eh, eh, Chinese people, even now, Kuku, they are coming back. So look, this one is very simple. Go ahead and go and do a deal with them. The machine, they should just be, buy, you buy it from them. But they should sell the prototype. Then you have a machine, so that the, all this while your ancestors are not be able to build a machine. You can't do it. We, no, we lie. It is not we are dying and don't do anything. We are dying, crying, crying, crying. And by the time I realize, they'll go, <laughs> they'll go cocoa in their backyard. One of the things that shocked me recently when I got to know that, look, Africa is so big, yeah? One video I, I wrote, Africa is so big. Look, one of the greatest lies we've been, we've been told there is that Africa is small. Africa is rich. I'm surprised that China and the rest are put in Africa. Yeah. Africa is so huge. It means that the, po the possibility of Africa cannot be compared anywhere else. I'm telling you, it's the way you look at things. You haven't got a revelation. And you're not realizing that the ones that are close to us are access doors to greater things. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to look. We have to start seeing if you see somebody next who is selling shoes. 
Start speaking to a, a bigger revelation. So now don't see you selling shoes. See you making shoes. And push and encourage. And this conversation, has, how far it is. Where, where are you on that? Open the door to the person and next person and say, look, I think you should talk to this person. Open door. Let's stop all this suspicion and all those things. Say, only maybe open your friend is there. Your friend is there. I believe. Oh, I believe. Oh, dear. No. Those behaviors, we are a new generation. Hey, I'm not telling someone that. How? We are a new generation. We are a new generation. We are kingdom people. We understand things differently. God has a purpose for us. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's about time we start entering into it. Amen. Amen. I want you to rise up on your feet. Amen. Let's rise together. Go to two, three, but tell them you are, you are access. You are access. You are access. Roderick Ijekun on the social media handles Facebook at Roderick Ijekun Instagram at Roderick Ijekun Twitter at Roderick Ijekun You can also get interactive with Christ for Youth International on Facebook at Christ for Youth International Instagram at ConnectCYI Twitter at ConnectCYI This has been the Kingdom Move Podcast Thank you and do stay blessed